This week in car audio, audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in. We'll be talking about bass, talking about chips, talking about rings. You ain't got them, zip your lip. You got a problem, you ever found, check your grounds. This show about to start, start. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. Hey, hey. Thank you. Good to be here. Good. How are you, Doug? How are you, Tiffany? Hey. Said they're not able to hear you, Doug. Yeah. There we go. Now I'm uh, done again. All right. I'm sharing on this real quick. Uh, Kyle, why don't you tell us about your um, your shop and your background in uh, the lithium stuff, please? Okay. Um, so I've always kind of had a passion for electrical and car audio. Um, they kind of co-mingle and you know they they coexist right because a lot of the uh the things you'll need to make noise you know is determined based off of the potential power output right so it takes power to make power and uh i'm the guy that helps people make power um so when the pandemic hit is when i kind of started uh, bae and uh, just kind of taken off from there we offer pretty much any car audio electrical service from uh, alternators, so I'm a Brand X dealer, um, brackets, Blue Ghost brackets, uh, wiring, pretty pretty much anything you'll need, any advice that you need, how to wire stuff, how to properly ground. Um, I'm I'm kind of the go-to guy in this area. So, okay, wow, that's that's a good background. Um, so supposedly I'm supposed to be able to click on something here and uh, and share. Um, but that is not the case. So I will try again next week and see if I can't get it figured out. Um, Tiffany, tell us a little bit about your shop, where you're at and, um, you know, that kind of thing, please. Okay. Um, at Two Stones in Bridgestone, Barbados, for those of you that don't know, it's a little island in the Caribbean Sea. <laughs> um, it's a pretty much toward the whole country in about four hours. It's that small but um yeah we 
we do everything car audio as well. So it's really nice to meet you, Kyle. Yeah, likewise. Thank <laughs> we'll be you. Calling you for certain. <laughs> yeah. Looking um, but we do we do distribution for the top competitive brands in the Caribbean, and uh, um, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Okay. Um. So. Uh... For those people that don't know, uh, real exciting stuff. I'm kind of a geek, um, which, you know, a handful of people are. So, but I'm a political geek on top of stuff. Um, Bridgetown Barbados just became its own free independent country, uh, what, uh, in October or November? November the 30th, yeah. November um, 30th. We were independent, but we, yeah, we were still, you know, kind of tied to the Queen. So, yeah. we're now a republic. Don't ask me too many details about that. So I'm um, not, not really sure how it works. <laughs> so, so it, it's... Uh, but we're learning as we go, yeah. So it's been exciting stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. You know, it's a fledgling co country. It's brand new. It's just starting. Um, it, I mean, just open with possibilities, which is, I mean, to me, that's really awesome. I'm a big fan of history, big fan of our democracy in the United States. And it's um, a ki kind of really cool to see a new country coming to be. So that's... Really cool. It's another thing out going on with Barbados. They are the, uh, in case you guys don't know, they are the farthest east island in the Caribbean. So you can't, uh, yeah. once once you leave them, you're heading to uh, Africa. So Africa, yep. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. Um, <clears throat> my favorite part about the whole republic is that Rihanna is now our national hero. <laughs> I know people have mixed feelings about that, but I love her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's <clears throat> our only second living national hero, so it's pretty cool. Right. So, so you have actually a musical, um, musical person as the uh, living national hero for your country. So that's kind of cool. Yes. And, and she's <laughs> female, and yeah, yeah, we all know about uh, yeah, all, all of that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, over on the uh, YouTube side, I see Mo Moises. Um, he's up there. I see Love Lace, Love Love Face, some and a whole bunch of letters afterwards. Woody McDonald. Um, we got Jimmy Hensley. We got Brett Barber. Brett Barber says uh, we got Stephen Talbot. We got Tom Selleck. We got Nick Ball, uh, Joseph Reine, Chris Jenner, uh, Travis Hostetter, Spencer uh, Stanland. Um, and, uh, who was it? I think it was Barber. Oh, Brandy's watching. Um, Barber says, uh, he hey, wouldn't even baby. be into car audio if it wasn't for you, Kyle. Know about that. I'm yeah, just a facilitator. <laughs> he always had the passion for it. Yep. 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 Oh yeah. We got Navia. Uh, that's, uh, Tiffany's daughter. I was She's, just saying. Yep. I saw Our daughter her. signed in. <laughs> yes. I see her. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, so we are we're going to talk about some lithium today. Um, share with us uh, what do you got, Kyle, and like where do we start with lithium? I mean, um, how did it come into the car audio scene? I guess you got to kind of go back to to the foundation and the the widespread adaptation of of lithium and car audio. Yep. And some of the the four founders of both the commercialized products that kind of helped grow the scene as well as like the beginning of the DIY community that's kind of helped fuel and get lithium where it is today. 
so there, there's kind of two distinct um, groups of people in both areas. Um, and I could go deep into dates and names and all that stuff, but some of the, you know, the real pioneers of lithium uh, on the commercialized side were uh, probably JY Power, who created the first, uh, you know, commercialized available lithium product uh, with their 45 and their 80 amp hour uh, K2 cells. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had Excess Power, who also got into the commercialized lithium game early uh, with their uh, Life PO4 offering too. And as a matter of fact, uh, Excess Power, I believe, uh, that's Scotty Johnson, and he will be on the show, I think, two or three weeks from now. So he, he's coming up cool. to talk about his products and, his, you know, kind of his development. And the new it. air host? Huh? And the new air host? New host? That massive warehouse. Oh, warehouse, yes. Warehouse. Definitely going to talk about his warehouse and a potential World Finals location. Just saying. So anyway, so continue on, sir. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so the you know the commercial side helped kind of introduce safe, viable lithium uh, to I guess the car audio community, mm-hmm. um, and kind of just helped set the stage for people to feel more comfortable um, acquiring and building uh, their own lithium out of you know commercial commercially available cells, whether being from you know. Uh, salvaged vehicles or um you know cells that were viable in other communities like the uh alibaba yeah yeah like the guys that were building power walls or like uh uh electric scooters and even their own like homemade uh, electric vehicles and stuff so there's always kind of been a big community of uh lithium enthusiasts but it didn't really cross over into car audio until you know people took the the initial plunge of creating something that was viable for that market right yep. so um you know the, a lot of the the people early on uh had a had a big influence commercially because they kind of helped set the stage for uh kind of where we are today you know right yeah no that definitely is more along the lines of um you know the the idea was is, is we we first started with uh uh, lithium what was it um it was just it was lithium and something else and now we've uh gone to lithium iron phosphate um i forgot what the first initial one was but that was really unstable and uh that's why we started having the bms systems and whatnot i know that's redundant s's systems in bms um but right. uh we added that, which uh, for you people that don't know, BMS stands for battery management system. Uh, the idea behind that is it keeps your battery from overheating, overcharging, and depleting too quickly. So those are all individual um, uh, individual uh, systems, and those are proprietary to most, um, to most uh, whatever it's called, the... Uh, Retailers, right? Or not retailers, but manufacturers. The BMS is pretty much proprietary. Yeah. I mean, there, there's. I'll be right back. Okay. Hit mute. <laughs> yeah, you could you could find BMSs right, on pretty much everything, right? Even the right. you know the CMAX banks and stuff. When you pull them from the vehicles, they have a giant BMS that you know is 
controlling power flow between hundreds of cells, right? So yep. these BMSs are serious business. Okay. So um, okay. So so we started off with just basically cells. So I think in my understanding is we started off with the uh, with like back cap, right? In which it looked like C cell batteries. We started putting those together. Those weren't lithium, but it right. was a step between gel cell and lithium. Yeah, ca capacitors um, are, are kind of similar to lithium in some ways, but also very dissimilar in other ways. Mm -hmm. um, you, you could find capacitors in pretty much every electronic device made since probably the, the 40s or 50s. Um, but the the purpose of the capacitor is more of a, a buffer um, rather than a, a storage device like a like a lithium battery would be. So a, a lithium kind of bridges the gap even more between uh, you know uh, something that has energy storage and something that can discharge energy rapidly like a capacitor. Okay. Um, Tiffany, chime in if you get any questions or you're curious on your end, right? Um, so also with yeah, the, I'm okay. Um, actually another thing too, is so we had these, these D cell batteries, right? So you put them together, whatnot. Um, and, um, then we had some people DIYing and when we were DIYing those lithium batteries, people weren't doing them correctly. And we had some major problems with fires and whatnot, because not only do you have to, with the lithium, you have to, uh, you have to compress it. So it has to be held within a space. You can't just willy nilly throw some, uh, some lithium cells out there and just wire them together and just let them roll around in your car. Right. Yeah. Some, uh, some, uh, sorry, my son just walked in, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, some some chemistries are a lot more abuse tolerant, um, but but some are a lot more archaic in the sense where, hey, turn the light on, please. <laughs> oh, sorry, jeez. <laughs> where uh, they require compression because uh, you know as temperatures or whatever happens and the contents within within them expand, uh, th things could happen, right? So. Right. Um, yeah, there, there's lots of different types of batteries out there. Some are more volatile than others in that sense. But yeah, it's pretty scary when you're, you know, dealing with uh, volatile cells that require compression and you're not compressing them. You're literally playing with fire, you know? Yes, sir. Um, you, have you seen any questions yet in the comment? If, yes. So ask him, ask him that question, Tiffany, about that. How would you put out those fires? Just um, in case, asking for a friend or two. <laughs> uh, so I prefer dumping gasoline on them uh, because in <laughs> insurance pays pretty well. Um, no, but uh, I think I think a standard uh, ABC fire extinguisher will get the job done uh, because it's not an electric fire uh, like a lot of people think. It's a chemical um, fire. Yeah, yeah. So I think ABC covers uh, chemical fires. Mm -hmm. That's what that's what I have. I mean, it, I don't keep it in my truck, but uh, I mean, shame on you. <laughs> don't tell my insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay. So, so essentially, these are just a group of cells. You uh, wire them together with tin with tin leads, right? Is that what you use? Um, or? 
So it, it depends. Most of the busing for, I, I guess, commercially available cells is probably going to be bused together with some kind of aluminum stock. Um, there's a lot of different manufacturers, like, uh, you know, all the big metal, metal works guys, like, you know, Project DB, Toolmaker, um, you know, Ill Customs, they all offer di different types of busing for all these different commercially available cells. And the ones that aren't as popular, um, you can try to either utilize the stock busing or make your own busing. But again, for things that require, you know, high amounts of tolerance and compression and stuff, that's probably best uh, to kind of leave it to the professionals in that regard. Okay. So with, with that being said, what, what is a common, uh, so, so uh, how do they rate the uh, lithium cells? So I, I guess like from a, like amp, amp hours or amp hours, right? So mm -hmm. you, you can measure amp hours by, you know, how one amp for how many hours until, you know, 0% uh, capacity, right? But things like voltage and, uh, you know, uh, C rating and uh, how much total capacity that you have uh, all vary within the types of cells that you have. So if you have, uh, let's say a four volt cell, uh, four four volt cells in series will get you 16 volt. Um, but you know when you're going up in series, you're not increasing your capacity. You're only increasing the voltage. So in order to get the correct voltage and the correct amount of capacity that you need, you need both series and parallel cells. So um, it, it's really the same way that AGMs and pretty much all batteries have been made for you know, the last hundred years, you have, you know, different cells in series to get the uh, desired voltages that you want. You know, that's really the difference between six volt, 12 volt batteries um, for like solar, EV. It's all, all the same general idea, just within a different package, right? Right. Um, so Tiffany, I see a question here from your husband. Did you see that, catch that question oh. at all? Is he on YouTube or Facebook? Uh, it says I'm on YouTube. Oh, it says on YouTube. Okay, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll yes, hit it I up. Don't see it. So uh, Tiffany's husband, uh, Tristan, he says, hey, Kyle, what's the advantage? Uh, what advantage does lithium have above AGM? Um, well, the biggest is uh, going to be the amount of power that you can fit into a, a footprint, both in both size you know, like, you know, like physical size and then also weight. Okay. So, I mean, you can get uh, a ton of more energy density out of, uh, you know, lithium chemistry than you can out of uh, uh, lead acid, right? Yep. Um, also, uh, I do want to say um, my previous co-host just popped in. Lucky's uh, watching us tonight. Hey, Lucky, what's going Lucky. on? Okay. Um, yeah, so so for me, um, I have a boat, and in my boat, I run 48-volt uh, 48 lithium iron phosphate uh, for my rear battery. I run 36-volt iron phosphate for my front battery, uh, or for my front motor, and um, for my stereo system, I run AGM. 
So my single 12 volt AGM on my uh, system, which is for my two um, fish binders and for my stereo, that's all they're for, weighs 96 pounds. That's a single AGM 12 volt. Obviously, I don't ever have any problems with uh, voltage. Uh, I go, I, I can go all day long without having any voltage issues. Um, yep. So that now the 248 volt batteries and the 136 volt battery combined weigh less than 60 pounds. Yep. So I mean that is a huge difference in weight, and I'm yep. supplying. Um, between the three batteries, I'm supplying 175 amp hours. Thanks. So, uh, two of them at 50 and one of them at 75 amp hour. So, and, okay, um, so I have a question. go ahead, shoot at it. Um, so why aren't people switching over to lithium? If, you know, there's that advantage. There's still a lot of AGM batteries on the market. Is that too hard? Do we so not know the answer to that's that? a really that's a really good question. I think there's a lot of people that are still uh, intimidated by making the switch to lithium based off of horror stories and uh, you know maybe some feedback from their peers. Um, you know, bad news travels fast, right? So uh, obviously you'll also hear like about improper application. Whatever. Right. Right. I mean, uh, it's kind of an unprecedented, unprecedented time because you have, uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people with literally no sort of background in this that, you know, read some information online and uh, are deciding to build uh, batteries out of some pretty volatile uh, uh, cells, right? So uh, there's definitely going to be some failures. The majority of them uh, will be attributed to user error, um, but that's neither here nor there. I think uh, there, there's two major factors that are, are driving people not to switch to lithium. Uh, number one being probably th they're afraid of doing it. And then number two is the initial upfront cost. Um, now, a lot of people aren't comfortable building their own batteries, which is completely fine. There's a lot of good products on the market that address those needs, right? Um, you literally can throw a dart and hit a company that sells five different types of batteries that work probably great for whatever their application is. Um, but with that being said, um, you know, the cost of these commercially available products are always going to be significantly higher um, than, you know, someone that has a good connection that they're getting AGMs from or um, you know, even going bigger on alternator power, like there's a lot of different factors that people need to weigh when making a, a big purchase like that, right? And I think uh, the longer people demonstrate using lithium effectively, the greater the transition rate will be. So, so share with us pricing, right? So, mm -hmm. Tiffany, what's it cost? Uh, well, Barbadian dollars are. Uh, I mean, you guys pay outrageous fees. You don't want to know. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so our duties, everything. No. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, just say uh, a yellow top, right? That's a standard AGM, old school from the early two thousands, uh, late nineties. Uh, yellow top battery. Um, those run about three to four hundred dollars, roughly, right? So about four hundred bucks. That's an AGM. That's mm -hmm. what fifty amp hours, roughly, or 
hundred well they're like 110 amp hour or something like that mm. um but uh, i mean they're solid batteries and i blow them things up like crazy when i back in the days uh but um so that's three four hundred dollars now to get a comparable lithium battery what would the cost be so i guess it depends on uh the application well, right so we're so, so we're looking for a, a just a comparable apples apples right similar amp hour and something that could be used in the car audio so that's a good question because uh amp hour of a lithium battery amp hours are amp hours but mm -hmm. the difference between lithium versus say agm mm -hmm. is that lithium has a very linear discharge curve maybe you can see it very linear discharge curve as far as voltage is concerned. It's like a drill battery, right? The, the battery is going to work until it doesn't, right? That's kind of how lithium is. It's got a very sustained output throughout a, you know, a voltage band. And once it hits that cutoff point, then it tanks. Where with an AGM, you know, you load that thing down and it will immediately drop to, you know, 10 volt, right? Without any kind of support. So when you think about like comparable, you can't really equate AGM to lithium in that sense, because they're not comparable batteries. Now to have something that has a good amount of reserve um, that you can still demo on or, you know, hold, hold good voltage throughout, you know, a song or multiple songs, I would say, you know, 40, 40 amps of a standard like five to eight C uh, life PO4, like a, like a headway battery. Um, like like headway cells, like a 40 amp hour headway is probably equivalent to like three to four AGMs, like group, group 31, you know, about 300 amp hour-ish of AGMs. So right. when, you, when you think about like the, you know, the maximum discharge of what a, an AGM would be versus what the maximum discharge of a lithium would be, we're talking on the order of almost, you know, 20X, right? Right. So it's a, it's a big difference. You put it that way. So there is a saving. Yeah. Yeah. There, there definitely is, but there's a lot of people that also get the idea that if I spend money on lithium, then I don't have to also spend the money on other things like to support that lithium, right? Like an alternator or, right. you know, upgrade wiring or make sure that you can move that current, right? So it, right. it's expensive. It, it takes it takes power to make power, and that's in the most literal sense, right? Mm-hmm. So that that we just had the two guys from different uh, uh, alternator manufacturers on here, and we were talking about that exactly right. Is um, when you have an alternator, mm -hmm. uh, you need it to charge it say fifteen three or fifteen five for a twelve volt um, bank of lithium, and not all alternators that come factory on cars will charge that high. Most of them will charge at fourteen nine or fourteen eight right. to fifteen, right? So your standard alternator is not quite going to be what it takes to charge that battery, right? So it depends on the chemistry. Um, right. Li Life PO4, which is like the common choice for... That's the lithium uh, iron phosphate for yes, people who don't know. Yeah. Correct. So that's like the, the most uh, direct swappable uh, for a stock charging system uh, when you move from AGM. And a lot of people even mix AGM with that chemistry battery. Mm -hmm. with really good success so you know as long as you're charging above what the resting voltage of that cell is then really you're within the you know allowable charging range and 
you have alternators that vary charge. Um, you know, you have things like electronic load detection and newer alternators and stuff that actually vary voltage within a pretty broad spectrum. So d depending on what cells you choose kind of dictates what your final charging should be. And then, you know, what you're charging at is directly correlated to what the uh, the state of charges of your battery is. So there, it's it's a pretty deep rabbit hole to go down, but um, if, you, if, if, you, if you stick with, uh, you know, the, the kind of tried and true stuff like the, you know, the JYs and the Limitless Blue or Headways or any life PO4, you can, you know, anywhere from like 13 to 14.8 is, is good. But if you're going to, you know, say EH5 or CMAX or Yinlong or, you know, Shenquan or, you know, Plan Nano or Lishin or any of the, you know, DIY type cells, right? Um, okay. You're looking at wanting to charge probably 15.3 to, you know, 16 volt, depending on the, you know, the cells um, in order to get the maximum amount of, uh, uh, you know, char charge in that battery, so. Okay, so I, I will, right. go ahead, Tiffany. No, I was saying there was a question from Chris Jenner on Facebook. Okay, hold on to that question real quick. Them. Hold on to that question real quick. So I, I will uh, tell you, Kyle, so this is the thing. Uh, that was one question we had about mixing the two. But um, if you are um, – the, the the great thing about the lithium, though, is it's actually changing the, the dynamics of the car audio. People – we just talked to Nick last week about going uh, back to regulated power because now you can maintain your voltage with these lithium batteries. Yep. So that that is absolutely awesome because, once again, the lithium, for lack of a better way of describing it, it holds voltage, drops amperage, where a AGM – drops voltage to maintain amperage. Those are the two main difference, right? Because you need voltage times amperage divided by mm -hmm. impedance is your power. Yep. So it, one of them has to drop and the other one has to either go up or stay the same to maintain that same power throughout. And, right. and to me, that is what I found as the major difference in lithium versus uh, AGM is lithium maintains voltage and drops amperage and AGM drops voltage to maintain amperage. Does that sound pretty good? Yeah, so a, a, a lithium battery is very similar to like a, a subwoofer uh, voice coil, right? Where as it heats up, the impedance will rise. Right. And the amount of, you know, potential power output will decrease over time. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's a pretty good, pretty good way of putting it. Okay, so what was that question you found there, Tiffany? Sorry about that. Oh, sorry. I have to find it back now. <laughs> okay. Chris Jenner was asking what's the best cell out there right now for someone charging 15 volts plus. Oh, don't do that to me, Chris. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of good choices out there. Um, I will say the king of DIY will still be EH5. Uh, just because it is such a, a good cell, like it, it's it's unmatched in those regards, but it's also really hard to find and it's expensive. So there's a lot of cells out there that will do the job for a lot less, you know. Okay. 
L- Lucky says he's building the wall on his motorcycle. No, man. <laughs> no, better not do wheelies with that, man. With the with the walled motorcycle. Uh, uh, speaking of the OGs out here, I uh, just want to hit real quick. Um, Brian Nyman, uh, he went in the hospital shortly after Christmas, for you guys that don't know. Um, I just, just want to mention that. Uh, he is... Not in a life-threatening way at the moment. He's doing okay, um, but he is going to be out of the scene for uh, probably a solid month or two. Um, if you guys are personal friends with him, I'm sure he'll be getting in contact with you. He got in contact with me today, um, and he just asked, hey, not to bug his parents. His parents are stressed enough as it is over at Mellow's Auto Repair. You know, don't stress them out anymore. Um so they're stressed enough as it is, and his his mom accidentally locked up his phone. So uh, she tried his uh, Apple phone. She tried his uh, password like five or six times, and it locked it up. So oh no! So he might be locked out for like a uh, three to six days or something. So <laughs> just so you guys know, uh, well, when Nyman, you get to watch this, get welcome, Brian. Yes. Yep. You know, um, and then, you know, uh, Josh Tate, two is going through some personal stuff. If you guys know, you know, Um, he's got some family stuff. So, you know, um, whether you guys are religious or not, you know, keep those kind of guys in your prayers. Uh, They're definitely part of our base of family. Um, Big, big uh, supporters of what we do at these car audio shows and here on the uh, channel on This Week in Car Audio. Um, Josh, a, a big pusher for everything happening in Reno, and Nyman, obviously, um, you know, uh, single-handedly holds one of the best spots in the world uh, to host an event right there at his at his parents' shop. So, uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Real oh, quick. Josh is actually watching. Huh? Josh is actually watching, and I just realized he asked a question too. Um, does lithium have a longer lifespan? Oh, so lithium lifespan versus uh, AGM lifespan. Want to hit that? So it depends on the lithium. Um, I don't know. As as far as years are concerned, it's hard to measure since, you know, people use lithium so much differently than AGM. Uh, But, you know, a standard life PO4 will have anywhere from like four to 5,000 full discharge cycles to end of life, um, which is usually around 80% uh, rated capacitance. So... I mean, it, it can last a lot longer, um, but there's a lot of factors that influence that, like heat and um, charging voltage, stuff like that. So it's it's hard to, you know, if, if you get five years out of an AGM, uh, there's lots of lithiums that were built uh, around there, you know, but, but over five years ago that are still uh, going strong. So um, I, I will uh, say my lithium's inside my boat carry a 10-year unconditional warranty, right? Um, My AGM that's on my boat, and this is from Full Throttle, and they are a great company, uh, great battery service, all that, carries a two-year warranty. (laughs) So that should tell you a little bit about the difference in the lifespan in AGM versus lithium-ion phosphate. I mean, like I said, I can only speak to that one because that's the only one I'm familiar with. Um, And... and, uh, and like I said, so the one that's in my boat, their uh, BMS is actually designed to make it act more like an AGM. 
and uh, so it you know it's a way slow discharging where uh, car audio BMS is do we want that power that quick right um, we, we need to relieve that power we have so much going on inside our um, inside our vehicles at such an instance and you're playing a song and it'll drop to 20 Hertz that quick and you expect your subwoofers to respond and in return your subwoofers expect your amp which your amp expects your you know requires everything else to respond just also too right yep uh, so, so the th there's a second second part to that okay and this is uh the part that some people may love and others may not so um so a standard life po4 uh, lifespan is going to be much shorter than um, an lto uh, cells lifespan. Um, so where those cells are typically rated between four to 5,000, uh, you know, full discharges, mm -hmm. uh, LTOs are rated up to probably 20,000. So we're, we're looking at a four X life over, um, you know, a, com a comparable, uh, output chemistry, right? So what's an LTO? Uh, lithium titanate. Okay. Yeah. I saw Chris Jenner post something so, about that. Yeah. Um, so like, Yinlongs, Lishans, Planetos, uh, okay. Shanquans, stuff, stuff like that. Okay. Uh, uh, Bernard, yeah. Bernard Harewood says, I look, my friend Tiffany. That's over there on the YouTube side. Hello. Okay. <laughs> hey, Bernard. Oh, it's not Bernard. It's Bernard. I can't say it like that. Um, it is, it is Bernard, but yeah, Trini accent. <laughs> All right. Um, Neil Gibson. Neil Gibson asked a question over on YouTube. Says, uh, so lithium will keep your amplifier rail voltage more stable? Um, I don't know. I guess it depends on the, uh, you know, the, the power supply of the amplifier, right? Yep. Um, some, I mean, I'm not an amplifier expert, but a lot of amps have more buffer capacitance to maintain higher rail a better less droop on rail voltages like in uh, uh half bridge designs but yeah i'm not a not an amp expert but lithium will definitely help you get there faster <laughs> definitely help you get there faster um seeing anything else popping up there tiffany as far as questions um but um so, so well, I'll I got probably scroll through. Okay, so anymore. so I got a quick question for you though, Tiffany. So, do you guys even have any uh, uh, lithium cells on or lithium batteries on your islands out there? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but the brand that we carry is Excess Power. Okay. And and yeah, so we have those available here. Okay. For sure. So so for, uh, for anybody your... that needs any, just give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> so um... re retail price. I'm not talking about what you can actually sell for. Uh, retail price, and I I'm sure you guys carry yellow tops or blue tops or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's the difference in price on at your shop for say a yellow or blue top to an excess power lithium battery? I was actually saying, based on what you were saying, what you were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. um, there's like one of those, uh, what do you call them, like the big box stores here that yes. they sell the yellow top, and the price is pretty similar. So huh. that was um, nice to hear that, you know, the price was comparable. However, in terms of lithium, 
we can definitely we can definitely help out. Um, Priceways based on what I was saying earlier. I'm not comfortable saying I think everybody on this on this. No, just just say what the retail price is. The retail price is. The thing is, if we want nice stuff, we have to pay for it. Yes, I understand that. But retail but what's price, retail price for from for an excess power battery? Twelve hundred. Okay, so that's very similar to what it is here, isn't that? Right about Kyle. Um, would that be Trinidad Trinidad dollars or? Yeah, but we can't. No, we no, can't no. Equal. I'm saying that's U.S. Oh, U.S. <laughs> okay. That's U.S. Our duties are ridiculous. Yeah, taxes and everything. Yeah, I guess it depends and on Barbados uh, dollars. Yeah. Yeah, because excess has multiple different batteries, so I guess it depends on the battery uh, that you're that you're pricing. But. Okay. Yeah, I, I like I said, I'm not I'm not familiar yeah, with the excess um, line yet. So, um, you know, when we have them on, we'll talk to Scotty about some of his stuff. Uh, um, you know, uh, he's a good friend of Nick's over with uh, Incriminator Audio. They're hanging out at uh, CES right now, as a matter of fact. Yes, uh, yeah, that's yep. where everybody is. No, nobody's there. No, I must say though that that is. That's the um, disadvantage that we have, and um, I'm kind of working with the, with the team in the Caribbean to see how we can improve logistics and costing to get those things here a lot better. But we have made progress because before you couldn't get competitive level equipment um, so easily. Only Trinidad, Trinidad, they were, you know, they're the lucky ones. <laughs> but we're, we're definitely um, pushing to the next level now with all the islands. Yep. Um... So obviously, you know, uh, CES isn't the place to be because I'm not there. So, you know, because I, I bring the party with me. So um, without me being there, yeah, it's just another place to be. <laughs> so. As soon as you put down from here, Doug, you can head on over. <laughs> uh, no, uh, you know what? Honestly, this is the first time I've missed CES in, shoot, I don't know, probably 18 years. Uh, Wayne Harris didn't go this year. I believe he went 31 straight years before COVID or 30 years straight. And uh, when COVID hit, they didn't go, and he didn't mm -hmm. go again this year. So, um, you know, CES is kind of losing its mystique as a car audio thing, and I, and we're kind of moving all over to um, uh, SEMA in October. So a lot of the manufacturers oh. are going there that time and whatnot. Um so Kyle, so so okay, so as if if somebody were a DU, DIY guy, uh, where would you tell them to start? Oh, start reading. Yeah, start learning. Well, um, where where are they gonna read and learn? What, what what's so a good th location? There's a lot of different good uh, DIY lithium pages. Um, I can't really give you any you know concrete examples, but if you just type in I don't know DIY lithium. Uh, into the Facebook search bar, there's all different kinds of groups out there with thousands of people that, you know, have built their own batteries and share information on batteries, um, information, load test videos, everything from, you know, answering questions like what can this battery support to, you know, what should I pay for these cells to everything. So all the information that you need from, you know, 
beginner to more advanced is kind of all in, in one place, which is nice. Um, and then also, you know, if you're in the Sacramento area and you're looking to gain some knowledge about lithium, um, I'm always open to answering questions or, you know, just kind of uh, shoot, shoot the questions or, you know, dialogue back and forth with people. So they can reach out to me as well. Uh, real quick, I want to say uh, welcome to Sean from uh, Sean Mayo from Excess Power. He's oh, no, chimed I'm in there. Trouble. <laughs> That's trouble, huh? So, Sean, we'll call <laughs> he, he heard excess in his ears. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, let me log in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, no, so that that's awesome. Uh, what level of DIY would you say a lithium bank is, Kyle? Uh, it varies depending on the cells. I mean, you have uh, more beginner-friendly cells um, up to some pretty gnarly, uh, you know, laser-welded, uh, uh, you know, bus cells. So you need to... Uh, Definitely consider what your skill level is and your level of comfort before attempting, uh, you know, something like that. So, so yeah. I've seen. So how do I, how do I do it without needing an extinguisher? <laughs> well, you can buy the excess Yinlong. Those are really safe. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Very safe. Yeah, uh, Sean. In case you didn't hear, we're still working on getting. Uh, um, Scott on here. Uh, he's kind of tentatively scheduled the end of uh, September, or sorry, the end of January, beginning of February. We'll have Scott on here. Um, uh, speaking of which, I will February fourteenth. I will be in Vegas, uh, obviously to go bowl. Um, it's one of the biggest bowling tournaments in the uh, country that weekend. Um, last year I missed, uh, $78,000 in bowling by 14 pins. So I'm going back again this year and hoping to, uh, get that money. So, <laughs> um, but is that why you didn't go to CES? No, no, I just, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. wasn't, it, it didn't interest me this year to be honest with you. Um, but, uh, I will have to say, um, so, level of comfort i've seen uh the lithium cells that have the bolts on top versus the lithium cells that you actually have to solder a piece on yes yeah that's um you know the the main difference is ease of busing uh, are there commercially available you know busing that you can buy for it um you know these things like these are things that you should consider when you're uh, planning out to build a, a lithium bank. So uh, there's lot, lots of different cells out there. Some are better than others for car audio. Um, some of them require higher charging voltages. Uh, it really just depends on you know what your goals are and then trying to meet that need uh, with stuff that's commercially available. Okay, so do you is there a charger that you recommend for people that run lithium or just uh, make sure you get a good alternator or what, what's your suggestion? So before you install a lithium bank, you should always charge it to whatever your alternator charging voltage is. That's going to prevent uh, two things from happening. You having a bad time by trying to rapidly charge, uh, you know, cells as fast as your alternator can charge them, uh, which will, you know, extend the life of the cells as well as extend the, uh, you know, the life of your alternators, rectifiers as well. Um, so yeah, that's uh, number one. There, there's two different ways you can go about it. Um, a lot of people, 
you know, think that you need to buy a really expensive lithium charger. Uh, in most cases, you don't. You should have a balancer that's hooked up to it, uh, that's actively balancing and keeping balance between all your different series, uh, you know, cells. But uh, honestly, a regular old variable power supply uh, is my kind of go-to. I let people borrow it all the time. Um, you know, it's it set it and you know charge it up and be done with it. Uh, but there are a little bit more advanced stuff out there. Um, I do like the iCharger X6. That's one of my favorite uh, go-tos. It will go up to, I think, 6S. Um, so you can do pretty much any type of, uh, you know, uh, lithium that we would use for car audio with it. Um, and it also doubles as a balancer, a capacity checker, all different kinds of things you can do with it. But for the average hobbyist, it's not really something that, you know, people would need. It's more people that are, you know, building banks or, you know, trying to help people maintain their banks uh, that would use, right? Um, Tiff, did you see any questions popping up on you on the Facebook side? I, I'm not seeing anything on the YouTube side. Oh, did we lose Tiff? Oh, she looks frozen. I did see something here. Um, I'll hit it up real quick. Uh, Josh Tattoo asks, uh, Kyle Ernie, how much or how about running 12 volt on one alternator, 14 and up on the other? Is that an effective way to uh, use your alternators? Uh, definitely. Um, I don't see anything wrong with that. The only uh, thing negative that I can say about that is that you have one less uh, alternator available to uh, power the thing that, you know, draws the most power. <laughs> um, but a, a lot of guys will keep their four channels and stuff on the 12 volt side um, in their vehicle, which is, you know, probably the safer long-term uh, way of doing things if you're actually using it as a daily driver, um, you know, but that, that's one alternator uh, that's not charging your, uh, your big fat lithium bank. Oh, I think she's back. Hold on a second. Let me. I'm back. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make the adjustment here. Oops, switch you right here. There you go. What happened to you? I have no idea. It's the internet gods. They're not working with me tonight. Oh. <laughs> okay. So Josh has been asking a question uh, a few times. Yep. Um, how about running 12 volt on one alt and 14 and up on another? Is it effective? Yeah, he, he actually just answered that and said it could be very... Oh, um, oh y'all went through that while it was gone? Okay. Yep, 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 yep. But, yeah, so uh, just for your oh, information, well, the um, it, it, it can be effective, but uh, the problem with it is you're diminishing your ability to charge the lithium uh, because, in, in all reality, all of your car stuff is going to charge up to about 15.3 volts anyway. And you won't have any issues within your interior systems. Okay. So if you're running a 12-volt system on your lithium, it doesn't make any sense to reduce one alternator a little bit lower uh, because you're not going to be able to use that to charge your lithium bank. Does that sound pretty accurate with the short version, Kyle? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, two separate charging systems equals two different problems. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yes and no. I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, scare of people charging their vehicles above certain voltages. And in a lot of cases, it's not something to be concerned about if you're charging in you know, the low to mid 15s. But there are some vehicles um, 
you know, maybe made by Chrysler or Jeep, things like that, <laughs> that are a little bit more finicky, uh, that, that don't like higher voltages. So it, it really just depends on uh, the vehicle. And when it was made, older vehicles don't care. Newer vehicles are a lot more touchy. All right, so uh, Dave Bradshaw just chimed in, said, hi, Tiffany. Um, uh, hey, Dave. <laughs> uh, real quick, Kyle, uh, what I need for you to do is tell me, you said you uh, think the rules for some organizations need to be updated to meet with the uh, lithium. Uh, yeah. Tell me what you were talking about with there, sir. Yeah, so I, I think that we've hit a point now where uh, – the rules of these organizations are a little bit behind uh, what is attainable for the average person. So when I say that, meaning like uh, stock classes have a charging cap at 15 volt. Mm -hmm. And if you have a, you know, charging system that is, you know, above 15 volt, either you're going to be pushed up into a, you know, a super street class against people that are of a much different caliber. Uh, or you're going to have to yeah. basically handicap your battery to put yourself at a disadvantage against uh, people that, you know, have batteries that can maintain voltages, you know, or more capacitance at that, that voltage, right? So um, I, I guess the first thing that I would look at is, you know, what is the goal of that voltage cap in these classes, right? Is it um, it, it's a clamp power class. So the output of the power is what matters in those classes, right? Yep. So voltage is only part of that equation. Um, the end result is, is wattage, right? So as long as the wattage is within the agreed upon range, I don't think there should be a voltage limit. Preaching to the choir, my friend. Preaching to your choir. So, tell your friends, <laughs> Doug. Tell your friends. Uh, we will. Uh, Wayne <laughs> Wayne actually uh, commented in the chat uh, earlier for all the judges that he's hoping to have something out by the end of the week and maybe make some announcements. So, um, all right, guys, we're running up on the hour. Like I said, I plan on getting out of here. I got some other stuff to do. Um, Tiffany, any final words? Fun. Talk about your stuff real quick. Uh, final words, yes. Um, we are looking for more dealers in the Caribbean to build up that network and, you know, kind of really push competition in the Caribbean. So if anybody wants to join the team, you can feel free to reach out on Facebook or Instagram, SQSome. We're in Barbados. It's been really great. It's lovely to meet you. We learned a lot tonight. All right, Kyle. Any final words? Tell us about you, how they can get a hold of you, whatnot. Um, yeah, you can reach me on Facebook at uh, Ernie Audio and Electrical. Um, I'm a small shop, but I try to be as uh, quick as I can getting back to people. So, um, just want to thank you, Doug, for having me on, and it's very nice to meet you, Tiffany. And um, I'll see you guys uh, in the coming weeks. All right, hey, and real quick, um, Lunsford Customs uh, said, uh, actually hit me up last weekend, uh, or last Monday or Tuesday, and says, hey, he, he wants to start putting on a handful of shows. He wants to start sooner than later, so uh, guys, watch, the, uh, watch this program, watch the uh, Term Pro site, 
uh, we're going to be coming up, and also uh, Sonic FX on the DB Drag site. Um, watch that, or CB Sonic FX on the Facebook site. Uh, watch that for upcoming shows. And remember, I go live at all my events. I'm going to be broadcasting live on YouTube and uh, Facebook. I'm going to try and do that continuously. Going to break it down just like I did last time. Hopefully, you guys can see uh, you like what I did where I, I showed the screen uh, while they're doing their run then showed the screen in between the runs mm -hmm. so you can see all the uh, you guys are a little more interactive. Um, anyway, um, real quick, uh, if you guys want to throw me some tips, tips for the host at Venmo at Sonic FX, Cash App, dollar sign Sonic FX. Uh, as Lucky used to say, no $100 is too small. Um, big fans of tips to help this thing going. Right. I see tons of angry faces on YouTube. If you comment on the, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you comment on the, uh, on the video itself, uh, not during the chat, but if you comment on the video itself, uh, it helps increase my, um, exposure. Please like, share, do everything we can. Let's get this thing out there. Um, I'm continually searching for another co-host. Um, I got a couple ideas. I'm working on a couple different people to come in and be a permanent co-host. Mm -hmm. um, I want to thank Tiffany Paris all the way flying in from Barbados to be with us today. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Tiffany. I appreciate you stepping Thanks, in. Doug. It's been uh, really great. Yeah. I uh, hope you had a great time. Um, welcome. Also, Mr. Kyle Ernie, uh, all the way in from Sacramento doing his thing. Um, I appreciate your knowledge. He, he actually attended the last event of the year, which was the uh, Toys for Tots. Um, been a long time since I've seen you in the lanes. Oh. I, I really hope you enjoyed and had fun in the lanes. Um, I did. We, we would like to see you back out and doing it again, obviously. Um, I'll be at the Lunsford Custom Show. Awesome. Um, oh, Aaron Bryant. That's one guy I was trying to get on here to uh, come and uh, co-host with me, but I need Aaron Bryant to call me or text me with his phone number so I can talk to him. I'm just saying. We need to talk. No, no, no. It wasn't Aaron. Sorry. Aaron Bryant wasn't it. It was, uh, who do you suggest? Hank Beach. That's who we want. We want Hank Beach on here. That's an old school Libyan name, too. Hank Beach? He one of the no, Hank Beach is just the master troller of all. Uh, uh, he's the master troller of all internet. He, but was, from the, he was the first guy building C-Max batteries. Was he? He was. All right. I know of. All right. Anyway, hey, uh, I'm going to let you guys go. Hey, I appreciate you guys coming on today. Once again, I'd like to thank you guys for coming in. I uh, thank you to all the people watching and supporting. Um, please like, share this as much as you can. Let's get let's get this thing going. Get as many people as we can to uh, join my um, YouTube so I can get to the thousand. Start monetizing some of my stuff. Uh, anyway, we will see you guys next Monday at 6 p.m. California time. The only time that matters. Um, be safe. Bring one person with you to every car show, you every DB drag or other stereo competition you go to. That way, we double our attendance every year all right guys we are out of here and have a good night whoa, whoa.